welcome to episode 256 of the Veg Bear Podcast. Now, in a change this week, I am at CD Sunday in Brighton, and I'm also joined by my good friend Lee Connolly, the Skinny Gardener. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be here. First time. Yes, and well, we're going to have a wander around and see what we can find. But firstly, as always, we have a diary where you can find out what I've been up to over this last week. Today is Wednesday the 29th of January 2020 and I'm just in my greenhouse at home. Well this week's diary section I think I'm going to be mostly talking about stuff in the evening at home. The reason for that I've got a busy weekend coming up this weekend so I don't think I'm going to be able to do any work in the garden. And I certainly don't think I'd be able to go down the allotment. So instead I thought I'd make the most of the time in the evenings. Now I'm just in my greenhouse as I said just now. And I've just sown some early Nantes carrot seeds. Now these are seeds that can be sown under cover in sort of January. But it's towards the end of January now so I thought I'll chance it. And I've just scattered those onto the surface of one of my large carrot tubs that I've placed in here. These carrot tubs are uh, what I found in my garage. They're sort of this tarpaulin material used to make these. They're pretty big actually. They go about a foot deep I suppose. So they should hopefully grow some nice big carrots. But we'll find out as we go on. Now as I said nothing difficult about these. I just scattered them onto the surface. Gave them good watering and uh, that'll be it. Now while I'm in here I have also sown some leeks. Now I spoke about my leeks uh, a few weeks ago how I grow those just in a polystyrene box that I get from a restaurant. They usually have fish delivered in these polystyrene boxes and I find these are perfect for starting leeks off. Now I've filled about six inches from the bottom with multi-purpose compost then scattered a layer of seed sowing compost on top and then scattered the leek seeds across the top again. The variety this time is a Musselberg, quite a popular variety that seems to do quite well. And then I've sieved over some more seed compost and then again given that a good watering. How these would do, I don't know. I did find last year my leeks took a long time to germinate, but once they germinated, they were off and running. And fingers crossed that's going to happen again this year. It is still a little cold out in this greenhouse, but what I do have in here, my banana trees and my peach trees and my kiwi bush, all seem to be doing rather well in here and surviving the winter, along with a few of the chilli plants that I've been overwintering in here as well. Well that's it for today anyway, just a, a little quick update and hopefully we'll get on and do a few more bits every evening this week. Today is Thursday the 30th of January 2020 and I'm just in my potting shed and I'm just potting on some of my parsley. I'm just separating these out and potting them into individual pots or into my root trainers individually is probably the better way to to tell you what I'm doing. Just using multi-purpose compost, nothing special at all really. Oh, I can see I've got a bit of a leak in here somewhere. It doesn't surprise me given that this potting shed is pretty roughly built. But what have I been doing today? Well, I have gone through my potatoes that I've been in my storage, in my garage, and sorted out the ones that I'm going to be planting again this year. And I've brought those ones out into this shed in order to chit. Now, there's a lot of debate whether chitting makes a difference, but I always like to do it just to get a little bit of a start on the year. 
For those that don't know what chitin is, basically chitin is where a potato just starts to grow. If you've ever brought some potatoes from a supermarket and you've left them for a while and they've started to sprout, that is what we want when we chit potatoes. It just gets that plant growing and started off a little bit earlier. Now I don't know if it makes much of a difference, I've never really experimented with it but I always find potatoes start to chit anyway so that's why I get them to chit properly. Now if they were in somewhere dark the chits become quite long and spindly and not very good. That's why I bring them into the potting shed where it's a bit lighter and therefore the chits should be a bit stumpier but also a bit tougher, a bit thicker. And as I say that's just the idea to get them off to an early start. However I have also placed a couple of potato tubs in the greenhouse where I've placed a couple of home guard potatoes in each potato tub. I find that they get to a really good start and they actually grow my best potatoes in in many ways by growing them in that way. So um, I've started that off and got those potatoes grown which will do me great for this year. And then come around St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th, I will be planting out my potatoes down on the allotment. So that's all to look forward to. Now, I'm just going to finish off these parsley seedlings and then that'll be it for today. Well, it's Friday the 31st of January 2020 today and I'm just by my veggie pod sowing some seeds. Now, as I said, because I don't think I'm going to be able to get uh, much done in the garden over this weekend, I've made a start this week. Usually I'll be sowing seeds in here tomorrow, but I don't think I'm going to get in the garden tomorrow, so I'm doing it today instead. Now in here I'm just sowing some salad seeds. The ones that I sowed in December didn't actually germinate, which I'm not surprised about. Probably the wrong type of seed, but we'll see what happens with this lot today. Now that's not much to really talk about, I've just scattered the seeds onto the surface. Now I don't need to do much more than scatter it on the surface. The rain at the moment is keeping this soil in here quite moist, but the, um, the protection this offers from the cover should protect all the seeds from the birds. Now this is all I've got time to do today and in fact this is probably all I'm going to have for the diary section this week. However, we have got CD Sunday coming up in just a moment. Well, Lee and I have now been joined by Kate Harrison from CD Sunday. Kate, welcome to the podcast. What's your role in CD Sunday? Well, I'm a chair of the organising committee. Oh, right. So quite quite high up. Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) Lots of responsibility. Lots of responsibility. Well, we're going to talk about CD Sunday in just a moment. But firstly, we've got the tip of the week from the Little Book of Allotment Tips. This week's tip reads... Get a transport system worked out. A car or at least a bicycle may be essential. Remember everything for the plot will have to be carried there. This includes tools, seeds and watering cans, as well as bulky items like composts and hoses. Then of course you have to carry your produce back home. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's definitely something to think about. I mean, I'm lucky that I've got a shed on my allotment, so a lot of the things... I don't have a car... So I, I couldn't manage it without a shed. Um, no. But carrying stuff home, I did once have to carry one of those tromboncino squashes. I had to carry it home wrapped around my neck because I couldn't carry it on the bike. <laughs> that is a good so, look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think that's, it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, 
when I used to travel an hour, I had no choice but to drive. Uh, whereas, where, although I'm just down the road, there's still that fact that when I go down there, if I haven't got anything to carry anything back in, and if it's really heavy, it's quite a lot of work, isn't it? I think uh, wheelbarrows are good for carrying stuff and also carrying kids. That's a very good point. Because my daughter Olive, we went to a fest. actually, I mean, it's a bit away from the allotment, but we went to a festival, put her into a wheelbarrow, and that's good also, going down the allotment with. So, transport. Wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow's transport. Oh, fantastic. Right, so, um, Kate, let's uh, find out a bit about your background and your, your sort of story gardening. Well, I guess I've been uh, gardening for about 20 years now, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, I lived in London for a while and I had an allotment there. And um, then I came to Brighton in 2001 and immediately very lucky to be introduced to somebody who needed a co-worker. So I was a co-worker for quite a long time. Then I moved to a different person who wanted a co-worker. And it's only really in the last five years I've had my own, my whole own allotment, actually. Um, But I love... I, I, I live in a flat in in the in the in Brighton Hove border, and I just I love having an allotment that outdoor space. And in some ways, I prefer an allotment to having a garden. Strangely, no, yeah. I can I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah, I love the sense of community. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that actually I can leave the allotment and not worry about it when I'm not there. Mm. I think when you've got a garden, you're always noticing what needs doing, and so in some respects, I can kind of leave it behind me when when I'm not there um but I but I love gardening and I love trying different varieties and and Brighton and Hove's great for that because there's so many really knowledgeable garden gardeners and and interesting things to learn really yeah Yeah. now I find that interesting that you co-worked because that was also how I started with an allotment what what made you no longer be a co-worker and take on your own plot I think my lifestyle's changed over the years and I've got more time Um, I think I didn't have much time when I first started, and so I really just had one raised... Well, it's probably it's the size of what you'd think of two raised beds. Um, And then I I helped on other stuff. And then gradually, the allotment took more and more of my time and commitment, so that really now, every Sunday for me is allotment day, unless it's an unusual day. And that means I've got time to do more. So I suppose as my lifestyle changed, I I wanted to to take on more space. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. Well, we're obviously here for CD Sunday, and as you just mentioned, Sunday is uh, your allotment day, so you forgoed it. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I won't be at the plot tomorrow, I'll be here. But um, I guess for the listener at home who might be thinking about coming next year, what is CD Sunday? Well, at its heart, CD Sunday is a community seed swap. So what that means is there's a massive table. It's like this in, the si- in a classroom uh, with about probably about six people in the middle of a huge circle of tables with every possible variety that you can imagine of, of plant and vegetable and flower and herb that is possible to save and swap the seeds from. And people can come with any kind of seed dandelion seeds will accept you know any kind of seed you can swap for free and get a seed from our stock so we've either got seeds that we've already bought in advance to be prepared to swap out or seeds that have already been swapped into us during the day and it's a way of making 
gardening affordable, but it's also a way, in a way, of undermining the commercialism of gardening, of undermining the lists of allowable seeds that are for sale. It's being, I mean, we're like seedy outlaws, we call ourselves sometimes, because we want to keep varieties alive. And, and we're interested in having open pollinated plants that are um, good for growing here in Sussex. So although we do get people from further afield, it's also partly about maintaining the biodiversity of vegetables and fruits and other plants that grow well here in Sussex. Yeah, fantastic. And I found that quite interesting about commercialism because I've noticed over the few years that I've been coming, the because you do have a, another hall set up with stalls, so apart from the seed swap, we also have some other things. So we have a, yeah, a hall full of stall holders uh, who pay a fee to come and have their stall and they sell things, including seeds and, yeah. and also bare root raspberry plants and things. Um, we also have a speaker's um, room where we have speakers. We have about f- four or five speakers um, uh, you know, throughout the day. And then we have a, a, a cafe upstairs as well. Yeah. So, yeah, there is a commercial side to CD Sunday. We don't make money ourselves. We're a, we're a charity, but, but people do come and sell things. Mm, but the, the, the companies that you have here are not what I call the larger seed companies by far, are no, they? No, 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 they're not. And we have an ethos that guides who we allow to come, actually. And it's, it's guided by that position of wanting things to be affordable, of wanting to kind of allow anyone who wants to do horticulture to do that about encouraging community um, organizations to come educators um, small businesses that that kind of thing they have to be in line with our ethos yes how how does the seed swaps work is it literally somebody can just bring a packet of seeds and throw them in the, the table and well they can't them throw them in the table you <laughs> <laughs> have to have some kind of organization but um so there are volunteers and so what what they have to do in a sense you come with seeds packets of your own in one hand uh-huh. and then you go around the table and look at what you want and say you've got five packets to swap you could go and pick your five things that you want and you say to the volunteer right here's my five and hand those to them here's the five i'm taking and hold them up and they go right oh on you go and off you on and away you go with your new packets of seeds you can buy seed packets as well so we do allow people who don't have seeds to swap to give us money for for the seeds that we're swapping and that's 50p a packet for all seeds whatever they are it's always 50p a packet again with that affordability in mind yeah i believe for legal reasons it's a 50p donation isn't it donation (laughs) yeah well rich thank you thank you richard (laughs) why is gardeners do you think we have so many packs of seeds because we just love <laughs> imagining. I think it's like uh, my mum used to say, your eyes are too big for your stomach when I was eating. I think I have the same thing with, uh, with gardening, that it's like my imagination's bigger than my, than my allotment. About I'm always thinking, oh, that looks fantastic. You know, rhubarb chard, what's that? I want to grow that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I always end up with lots of seed packets. Yeah, up with loads from the magazines that are just oh, filling yeah. out. That's true, yeah. actually. They do just yeah. churn out a lot, lot out, don't they? To yeah. people, to gardeners that generally are going to have exactly that anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like Garden Organic, the um, the, the organisation, they'll often give seeds for people to trial, won't they? To yeah. different varieties, and yeah. that's a. Um, sometimes I get a thinking, oh, I'll do some experimental variety and try it out, and yeah, so. There's lots of ways in which we gather seeds, aren't there? At the end of Seedy Sundays, should we? You must have loads and loads of. What do you? 
do with them all? So the ones that aren't really worth keeping, which we do have some, then we do give them to schools who maybe sow those loads of sunflower seeds or nasturtium seeds or, or forget-me-not seeds. That's um, cool. We give them to schools. Um, sometimes we make them into those gorilla gardening seed bombs, you know, yep. the muddy um, little balls of seeds love them we yeah yeah we do a um we we do a sort of clear out every year so some seeds don't last very long like parsnip seeds so we'll actually either we'll just give them to schools or give them to anyone worth worth trying out with them or else we'll just we'll just get rid of them but generally we try and we make sure our seed stock is viable and then anything that's not we'll we'll give away or do something else that's really cool Now, for the, the entrance fee, it's £3, isn't it? Yes, Which it is. Which is very reasonable, I've got to say. How do you manage to keep the fee so low? Well, well uh, we're all volunteers, so all the committee of volunteers, and this is a big event to organise, so um, that's one of the ways that we keep the, the, the fee low. We um, The thing that we spend our money on is Basvik here, Brighton Hove Sixth Form College, and we have security support from the Dome. Um, those are the kind of things that cost more. Um, the other way that we manage it is through the stalls, the stall holders. Although actually we pl- we charge quite a reasonable price to have a stall here, but nonetheless that helps give us income. Yeah, yeah. I mean, three pound for a day out—it's pretty reasonable, isn't it? I mean, I'm going to use Gardener's World Live: twenty pound a ticket plus sixteen pound for parking. It's a lot of money. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, yeah, year, we're, yeah. we're, we're <laughs> going to put these prices up. Well, actually, we are looking at price, putting our prices up because it's been three pounds for a while now. Yeah. So um, we didn't quite. We lost a tiny bit of money last year. So yeah, so we're probably going to go up to four pounds next year. But I think yeah, we haven't raised the prices for a long time. Yeah, I mean, four pounds still quite reasonable, isn't it? And on a Sunday parking around here is free if anybody has to park no it's not free the parking around here now I don't think so there are some streets where it's where there is yeah. free parking all the time but I don't think I think most of the paid most of the time in Brighton and Hove the parking's not free on a Sunday I'm certain or maybe you know better than me you might have been yeah I think the ones the roads around here for the last couple of years anyway it's been free I believe CD Sunday is actually the biggest and oldest one in Britain. What has made it the biggest and oldest? Well, I suppose the oldest <laughs> because we thought of it first, but we didn't. We didn't think of it. The people that started CD Sunday come from the Brighton and Hove Organic Gardening Group, yeah. and they, um, a small group of people, went to Canada and in back in 2000, I think, and they saw a seed swap in Canada, and they mm-hmm. said, "Let's do it in Brighton." So that's probably what, what brought it to Britain was, was those people from the Brighton and Hove Organic Gardening Group. What makes it the biggest? Well, I suppose that's to do with the de- demographic of down here in Brighton and Hove, isn't it? And Sussex generally. That we've got a lot of gardeners. We've got a lot of people who are interested in nature and wildlife and, and the environment and all those different things. So I think that gives us a good, a good audience or a good level of interest in what we're doing with a couple of people who've, who've wanted to do seed swaps, who've wanted to hear what we do and how we do it. And, mm. and uh, yeah, so, because we'd love more people to do it. You know? Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. got a busload of people coming down from London, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. which is great. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. As, as someone that, that lives, doesn't live down this way, like, I always feel like whenever I see on social media that this is happening, I feel like 
it gets me excited about gardening. Starts like starts my season off almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if it's the start of the gardening year, I don't yeah. even think about so. You were on your podcast. You had your seeds being sowed already, and your yeah. that in your heated propagator. But yeah. I, 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 I'll only be getting the heated propagator out after after Seedy Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, I just think it's really interesting that as a, and so on social media, I just think it's really good that it sort of kicks things off. But yeah. for people like that want to come. For people that want to start their own, uh, yeah. What what is Why the first step? <laughs> oh, I thought about I thought about starting my own Colchester. To begin yeah, with. but and I did because I've got so many like ridiculous amount of seeds. I could literally just do one of the amount of seeds and my house, honestly. <laughs> but um, but what are like the first steps to even starting something well, like that? Well, I suppose in a way the, the the first step would be the venue, and then and knowing that you've got a way of publicising it, knowing that you've got enough interest. I mean, the guy that I was talking to in Kent was doing it because he runs a veg box business, right? And he's he had space to do it in in a kind of barn in the farm where he runs his veg box business from. And I think he was doing it partly to promote his business, right? Yeah. But I think that if you've got I suppose what you want to do is be attached to something like a gardening society or an allotment society where you know you've got a kind of captive audience. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big. I mean, I know Brighton's is big, but it, it, it doesn't have to be big. You can start small and, and grow from there. Does really. anyone else do it on the same day as you around the country? Well, Lewis have CD Saturday, so Lewis nearby. Right. And that works really well because a lot of the stall holders who are coming from Devon and places, they actually do the whole weekend. So they do CD Saturday today and then... Yeah. And they do see Sunday. Oh, clever! Um, so that's so, and uh, whether or not there are others on the same day, I don't know. I don't know actually. I haven't looked. See, I like this time as well because this is the time to start chitting your potatoes. Yeah. And yeah. I always used to just come here just to get the potatoes because they do great varieties. Oh yeah. And yeah. um, and that would be my kind of marker to to start chitting my potatoes. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I try and get here first thing. Yeah. And straight away, everyone's heading for that potato. That's stand. what I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I love it because well, because you can just get like, you can get one of each type of potato if you wanted to. So it's it's a really great way of, of getting your potatoes, and they have such great varieties. It's yeah. brilliant. Well, I don't usually grow potatoes, so maybe this could be the year. Well, you'll be inspired. Go They've got purple potatoes. They've got those pink fur apple potatoes. Mm. They've got all kinds of varieties of potatoes. They're great. Quite the missus will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've said earlier about volunteers, and that sounds like the key thing with this. Oh, my goodness, we couldn't do this without the volunteers. Yeah. We've got about 60 volunteers this time, which is which we normally have between 40 and, and, and 50, so it's a good year this year. Yeah. So volunteers get free entry, and um, we have a load of volunteers on the seed swap, and then and then just all the other kind of roles that there are, taking the money, um, helping in the children's activities, helping with the speakers, all those different things. And it's a great way of getting involved. You learn a lot. As a vol- I was a volunteer to start off with. You learn a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> and you get the real vibe of the atmosphere of it all as well. And volunteers get a little... They get they get a hot drink and something to eat and and free entry and a chance to just to hang out. Really. Well, other than that sort of thing, what makes you want to volunteer? Mm. Like as a person. <laughs> That's a deep question. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, I, I I suppose um, that well for me particularly as I used to commute. My job used to involve commuting up to London from Brighton, and for me it's a sense of connection with my community. 
I think I really enjoy getting to know people who live locally. Yeah. And, you know, you get you start to recognise people. And, and I recognise people from the allotment or I recognise people just around and about. And um, I, I like that sense of being connected with the community. That's why I do it. That's nice. Have you been, like, shouted down the street, CD Sunday lady yet? Or? Not yet. <laughs> but I think after my massively successful video on Facebook, I think. That would do it. Well, I think we should just actually make a big point of saying thank you to the volunteers in case they yeah. are listening. Yeah. And Thanks, Richard. It's yeah. true. We really, we couldn't do it without them. No, I, I've noticed that in, in previous years how much work they do. We'll see it later on. But to have so many volunteers involved in it must mean that you all feel... I think people love it as a, as a community. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people. I hope so. It's tiring. It's a tiring day, but I think I think people do enjoy it. And yeah, um, yeah it's fun. Like everyone just. I think I see a lot of people who see each other maybe only at CD Sunday, or who haven't seen each other for the winter, and it's kind of like hooray, the start of the gardening year, yeah. and you know, connecting yeah. again. Absolutely. Well. Is it the same time next year? That's the important question. It's always the first Sunday in February. Always the first Sunday in February. Well, I'll be back next year for guaranteed. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat to us. And uh, we'll go and see what we can find out on the show. Nice yeah. one. Good. All right. Well, Lee and I are starting this exploration of the CD Sunday event in the marketplace where... There's lots of stalls here, isn't there? There's a hell of a lot more than I thought there was going to be, mate. Yeah, it's quite... And it's packed as well. It's really busy with customers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What I... And I think this is a good thing. All the stalls here are pretty much garden-related, aren't they? Yeah, that's really nice to see. You don't want to mix it up with... Uh, you always get the random ones sometimes at places. We're all pure gardening. You feel like you want to have a little look around, do you know what I mean? Like, don't want to miss anything. Right, right. Should we have a wander around and see what we can actually... Uh, see this bit before we go on to some of the other halls so we've gone to this stool called latch and pulls compost is this basically compost you're making at home yes yes and, it is. and you're trying to set a business up or hopefully if hopefully. there's a market yeah oh fantastic so we'll keep an eye out on that and uh, i've taken a sample and we'll be testing Perfect. plants out in the future thank Perfect. you very much thank you. Thank you. well we wandered down the other side towards where Pernard's plants are selling the potatoes now I know in previous years these potatoes have always been busy so let's go see what they like today crikey that is packed isn't it there's a lot of various seed varieties I'll be, here um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even realise there were so, <laughs> there were so many different varieties yeah that is hell of a lot excuse me how many different varieties of potatoes are you selling here today here we've got around 46 46 different varieties, that's pretty impressive on a, an event like this. Yeah, we do actually, we do 104. 104? Yeah. Wow. How many different varieties of potatoes are there in the world? Um, in Scotland there's around 800, in um, South America around 3,000. Really? Okay, so uh, we barely eat, what, hardly any of the amount that is available out in the world. If you look in the supermarkets you'll find about 10 varieties. <laughs> oh, fantastic, thank you very much. That's, um, hey, I think I might get some. You're going to grow some potatoes this year? Yeah, I think so. I think so. What do you think would be the best starter? Because I've tried potatoes before, and you know, they are just potatoes, but mm. I think it's good for Olive to like learn about growing potatoes. What do you think is the best one to start with? Well, I grew some pink fir apple for the first time last year, and they really done well. On my soil, yeah. Um, 
international kidney I've seen there, but they're basically Jersey Royals if they're grown in Jersey. Right. So, apart from that... Island Burgundy Reds. I, I, I grew those for the first time last year as well. Good. And they are really good. Different colour, so they're pretty interesting. Well, that's what I was thinking. I thought that could be quite a nice little bit different. We could ask this guy here for what he oh, advises yeah, again. Excuse me. For like a first time potato grower, what do you think is the best one for me to, to get hold of? The easiest to grow is the first early, so something like Accent or Jazzy. They're by far the best, easiest to grow, and you'll get a good crop on them. If I get four, do you reckon that'd be enough? Well, I reckon so, because you've not got a huge garden, have you? So I've not, I've not got masses of space to, to grow them, so I don't yeah. want to have too many potatoes. So what do you reckon? What are you saying? What are you saying? I, should so I reckon, I like the sound of a jazzy. Yeah, jazzy? Four jazzies? Four jazzies, yeah. I think Olive will like jazzy as well. Four jazzies, mate. I Four like, jazzies. I like the name as well, so that's Andy. I, I think that's a really cool name, I'll actually. Take, I'll take a picture of it so I remember. Shall we venture on? Because we're after some pumpkin seeds, aren't we, here oh, today? Yes, mate. Good idea. Because we're, we're having a bit of a pumpkin off, aren't we? I'm excited about this. We, we've, we've tried grow-offs before, which we won't talk about because I failed at it. <laughs> but this year, 100% pumpkin off. So we should, we should probably get the same, same pumpkin variety. seed so we can all See. get involved in it. Yeah. There's a few participants as well, so... Yeah, we might have to buy a few packets. All right, OK. Just seed swap some pumpkins. Seed swap some pumpkins. Like go to the seed swap bit and get some pumpkins. I quite as we're walking past these birds' nests and houses are awesome, aren't they? They are nice, aren't they? They're different. Yeah. So we got a birds' birds' nest houses. Some made out of teapots. Not your wife's teapots, so you're no. not going to get in trouble for that. No, that's not going to <laughs> and also some insect homes. Oh, they're nice. Yeah. I might be back. I'm thinking about getting that bottle one. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So, what have you brought yourself there? Mate, I've brought myself a bird feeder. Bird feeder using a glass bottle. Using a glass bottle. Hold on. What's going on here? Glass bottle. Little dish, mate. I think that's quite nicely crafted. That's awesome, isn't it? It looks really good. I can see that going on your cheddio. You know, they are. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right, I can see some more. What looks are they sea packets or they? Or was Garden Organic? Who also have another podcast? Oh no, it's a heritage. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are they got any giant pumpkins? Doesn't look like it, does it? Ah yes, the, we we saw these cards last year, and we're gonna gonna buy a wife's card, aren't we? Yeah. Don't worry, mate. My wife won't listen to this, so it's fine. Ah, yeah. No, neither <laughs> will mine either. So you never know. Now these are cards that are impregnated with seeds. So we hand them to our wives on the day, yeah, and they hand them back to us. Which they is hand them back, perfect. and we grow them. Perfect. Hello. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah, a bird cool. feeder. Sorry, We've just bought some cards. What can you tell me about these cards that makes them so special? So basically, they're all made from recycled materials in the first place. Yeah. And the paper then is embedded with 11 types of perennial pollinating wildflower seeds. Right. Which are all British and essentially means you can plant the card in the ground in springtime. The paper will disintegrate and then you'll be left with the seeds, which will grow into a small patch of wildflowers. 
Fantastic. Well, Lee and I have just bought a card for both of our wives for Valentine's Day. So it's a gift that keeps on giving. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Okay, well, we will have to go and venture into the seed swap and see what they've got in there. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I've managed to collar one of my listeners and uh, somebody who's been on the podcast many times before. Stephen, welcome back. Hi, Richard. Nice to see you here. Nice to see you too. Now, it's the first time here. What have you thought of the day? Um, a lot more than what I expected. I thought it'd just be a load of stalls trying to sell me stuff, um, you know, seed swap, obviously, but I've just come from my second talk there, a bit of a gardener's question time. Being fantastic, really, just, just listening, seeing what other people are thinking, really. Yeah, I've always said I feel the talks are what you pay the money to get in because that's where we learn a lot from and the value and the, the communication that goes on. That's yeah. certainly what I feel anyway. Certainly, it's, it's a free, free pounds I paid to get in and it's certainly well spent just to, just to sit and listen and see what other people are, are doing. Yeah. Now, have you, while you've been here today, have you brought anything? Have you done any seed swapping? I'm not organised enough to know what I'm doing yet this right. year. <laughs> so, so no, unfortunately. Bit more of a recon. Exactly, yeah, get ideas, um, really uh, learn a bit. Learn a bit. Yeah. Well, we'll be coming back down to your allotment at some point soon and see how it's going in the spring, if that's all right with you. Yeah, most welcome to come any time, Richard. Fantastic, thank you very much. So we've just came into an area I've never been into before, the kids' activity area, and the sign on the door says... Crazy Kids Space, Be Bonkers, which I think just about sums this up perfectly. So this is your favourite area, isn't it, Lee? Yeah, I wanted to see what was going on, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. What have you guys been up to in here? Well, it was a lot crazier earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. As you can so. see. <laughs> We've been uh, doing mark making and printing with vegetables and uh, fruits and making cards, so they've been designing their own cards. Oh, right. Printing with different vegetables patterns. Oh, right. So they've sort of used cabbages and potatoes to make prints on card. And that's from celery. Oh, and it looks really cool because it's like a rose. Yeah, so it's made like the C shape yeah, that you expect from, from celery. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That, yeah wow. It's pretty cool. Tomato. So they've literally cut a tomato in half, dipped out in the paint, and yeah. stamped it on, and you've got yeah. that tomato shape. That is really cool. Yeah, they're really cool, some of them. And then over here we've been also making pots with newspapers. You can just plant straight in the ground yes. and it will decompose. Yeah. And we've been planting seeds as well. Planting seeds and it's keeping the kids entertained, more importantly, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Thank you. Great, something cool. Yeah, fantastic. Well, great. Thank you. Well, we've just came out of several talks and incredibly, incredibly informative. I think we've learned a lot, but my brain don't half hurt now after a match I've learned. Do you know what the good thing is, right? Paid three quid to get in and we've watched, what, we watched three hours worth of talks? Yeah. That doesn't happen for three quid usually, mate. No, no, we had uh, a talk on the seed bank and saving seeds throughout the world. Uh, We had Joshua who's uh, a gardener down near me, been on Monty Don's big spaces or something. Sensory gardens, I, so, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, you learned, I saw you were really excited to do something like that. I could see your, your brain. Well, he talks about, like, uh, sensory gardens, but, like... Well, I did a garden last year, which was sort of sensory, but it was quite in your face, and he talked about more subtle sensory garden and planting. Yeah. Which I quite... I, learned, I actually learned that, mate. 
Yeah, and it was for his his kids mm. to get involved in the gardening. That's what I really like. But we're going to be uh, having Joshua on the podcast later on in the year. We're going to pop down to his garden. And we've, we've now came in to the seed swap, another really busy area, isn't it? Yeah. And there are lots and lots of tables just full of seed packets waiting to be seed swapped. And I can see there's some pumpkin seeds. So should we have a quick look through and see what we can find? I think looking at these... A lot of the varieties are unknown. So I reckon what we should do is buy, say, or well not buy, donate. We get four packets and donate some money towards that. And then we can share that out for this pumpkin off. And see how we get on. See how we get on. Should we do that? Into the unknown, I like it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to kind of Thank you. <laughs> Like the unknown, the uncertainty of what we're going to be getting. Yeah, I like that as well. Now, this seed swap is obviously huge. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's an entire room dedicated to it. Yeah. There's lots going on. Now, I noticed when we were sat through the the the, um, the talks, it got incredibly busy in here. Yeah. It's obviously petered out a bit, but even so, I think that just shows there is a invested interest in seed swaps and and seed sowing seed saving definitely man um you know people have everyone has too many seeds at home anyway as gardeners so we can come and share them and swap them wicked yeah yeah well i think we're done for the day now we've got our pumpkin seeds as well you've got some bits so um thank you so much for joining me today you're back in the podding shed in a couple of weeks time talking about your book so what's your Let's give everyone a bit of a heads up about your book if you don't already know. Well, no shocker, mate. It's all about kids gardening. Absolutely pumped to talk to you about it. Yeah. But let's just say, let's just just think about it and save it. And yeah. Yeah. So until then. Until then, mate. Thank you. Thank you as always for joining me this week on this podcast. You don't forget you can find me on the vegroundpodcast.co.uk. Email me richard at the or through social media just look for the Vegground Podcast. But until next time, please take care and I will see you again then.